0: And now, Latin American Perspectives with Peter Hakem of the Inter-American Dialogue. Hard to believe, but U.S. government officials might just be telling the truth about the Zunzuneo program to bring Twitter to Cuba. The program probably was legal under U.S. law. It is certainly similar to pro-democracy initiatives elsewhere, And no one should doubt that it was intended to expand the freedom of Cuban citizens. Regime change might have been merely the wishful thinking of a zealous official. With a stretch, the program just might be called discreet, not secret. But true or not, many crucial questions remain unanswered. One is whether the Zunzuneo program was compatible with other U.S. policies and programs. We know that senior U.S. diplomats are negotiating diligently with Cuban counterparts over immigration, postal service, drug trafficking, Coast Guard coordination, and other serious issues. The U.S. also gives considerable importance to getting imprisoned USAID contractor Alan Gross home. How has Zunzuneo affected the likely success of these other priorities? Another question is why the US is so alone in pursuing its Cuba policies. Are there no countries in Europe or Latin America that care about freedom and political rights in Cuba? Do Zunzuneo style programs make it more or less likely that Washington will remain isolated? Does the United States care whether it has any allies on Cuba? Third, do U.S. policies in Cuba make it easier or harder for the U.S. State Department and U.S. aid to support democracy and human rights elsewhere in Latin America, in Venezuela, for example, or anywhere else in the world? Does the public disclosure of the program and other discrete initiatives affect Washington's credibility in Brazil and Mexico, or in China and Germany? And who, in fact, had the authority to launch a program like Zunzuneo, an initiative that anyone with minimal knowledge of Cuba would know to be illegal on the island? Did senior policy officials in the State Department or White House sign off on this? How could U.S. authorities have believed that they could keep Zunzanyeo secret from Cuba's security and intelligence forces? Were there prior discussions about the policy consequences of disclosure? Finally, will the U.S. continue to sponsor Zunzanyeo-style programs? What has the U.S. learned after 55 years of unproductive policies that have left the U.S. without allies in Cuba and helped keep Cuba repressive and backward. If we have heard the truth about Zunzaneo, it is still a very partial truth.